Hello, my name is Hugo Prévost, and this is SVGA, your retro PC gaming podcast. With me, as always, is Robert Hills. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you today? I'm fine, and you? Oh, I've had quite the adventure, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, this is maybe the other, a story for another time, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, something involving dogs and barks and... And so on. Uh, and yeah, so Robert, this is episode seven of the podcast already. Uh, and yeah, this week we're tackling one of the, I'd say the lesser known series published by uh, a giant, Sierra Online. Uh, and so what did we play this week, Robert? This week we played Police Quest 1 in Pursuit of Death Angel, but we played the, um, at least I did, the VGA updated one. Yeah, we played the VGA update. Uh, did two. Uh, I think it's the version this is that is included. Well, you have the option to go back to the original version of the game when you buy the. Uh, it's a collection, the Police Quest yeah. collection on Steam. So uh, it was actually yeah. a collection first put out in the ninety. I actually had this one, and it, it came in one of those giant jewel cases, and there were. It also came with the first SWAT, which this does not, but it uses the same cover art and anything. Anyways, that is a very <laughs> useless interruption. So uh, no, no, please carry it, on. It's interesting because it, there's, there would be a lot to talk about um, if we decided to do an episode on collections and remasters and re-editions and, and, and so on. Um but yeah, so it's the VGA version because the I think it's the original one was EGA, which is yeah. a f- and this is a VGA podcast explicitly. We yeah we do not <laughs> well we, we we try to we try to stay into certain limits. But yeah, this today is a game from 1987. So uh, uh, when we decided to call this podcast as VGA, it was oh it sounds cool, but what does it what does it entail? So, oh, we'll, we'll see. So. <laughs> I mean, we're just lucky this one had a VGA version because we can, you know, we can play it without being shot. Yeah, and uh, there's a, a few other modifications they did in the game, including uh, something about poker uh, that we'll talk about later. Uh, and thank God there was something they did about the poker bit because, oh my God, it's quite something. But yeah, so Police Quest, uh, because we all know, well, we all know, we mostly know about King's Quest. Uh, there's also Space Quest. And there's also, of course, Leisure Suit Larry, which is completely uh, different. Uh, but there's a reference in the game, in Police Quest, about Leisure Suit Larry, because I think there's a tradition by Sierra to reference the other Sierra games uh, in their titles. Sometimes a bit uh, on the nose, maybe. This time it's <laughs> a little more subtle, I think. But yeah, if you know what it is about, you you, you know what it is about. So it's, eh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, Police Quest, which, as the name says, is about a police officer. It's called Sonny, I think. Sonny Bonds. Yeah, exactly. So he's a uh, he's a police officer in the small California town, which is being uh, transformed into slowly into chaos by drugs, sex, and all sorts of criminal activity. Murder. Uh, Don't forget murder. Yeah, of course, murder. Yeah, sure. And so, yeah, you you have to control this police officer. You have to go through a, a day-to-day police routine, if you could cut it that and uh, try to uh, catch this uh, death angel which is a name uh, this reminded me of the um, 
don't know if you've played Max Payne. Yes, I have. Which you came of the, uh, the Valkyrie and all that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this reminded me of the, uh, of that, but of course, Police Quest came first. Uh, <laughs> Did so. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is how they both try to make it realistic. And in the same time, they succeeded into making it making it boring in a way. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes. So it's it's one of those games that really, and it it's harder to tell now that you know you're buying things on Steam and you don't get anything. But this is one of those games that, especially in like the early '90s, late '80s, really relied on manuals. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the manual for this one. You you go through and it. it and this is still like a remaster. When I got it, it was on a CD, which was not the original, obviously. But you know, you you go through and it's got sort of police procedures. It's got you know charge codes and all this sort of stuff that leads to essentially when you're playing the game, you can't speed. You have to stop at stop signs. Um, the driving system is interesting, um, yeah. which we can talk about in a little more depth. But essentially, it's it. It, it tries to make things a very by-the-book, like, this is real police procedure sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I, w- I was talking about where I said it was interesting because they really tried to put you in the existence of the, this police officer in a small town. I mean... You, you can drive around, you can talk to people. Uh, like you said, there's police procedural codes. Um, even the, the first the first few screens of the game, you get into the office and you there's really nothing interesting on the screen. It's not like, oh, you have a quest, noble adventurer, you have to slay the dragons. No, it's like, oh, I, 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 I pull it into today. work. Yeah. I, I got to shift my cubby hole for my mail um, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And the the first act, the first few actions you have you got to take is basically take a shower and get change. Uh, and so, in that sense, uh, and I say this coming from a person who played two hundred hours on Elite Dangerous, including maybe fifty or sixty of those hours just doing space trucking, so <laughs> transporting stuff from one point to another, and then ducking, and then launching off, and then ducking again. Uh, and so I understand that there's this, there can be an appeal into uh, procedural stuff. And I started playing this and, oh, okay, that's, I understand that you have to get changed and that, oh, I got to get take a shower first. And that, okay, I get it. But I'd say that in the first few minutes, even when you pull in the, the, the station, it's okay, I, I'm going to need to walk through for this. Because even if I understand what I need to do, basically, which is, oh, you get, you have to go to the briefing, you have to, but you have to do all these things first. And it's like, no, um, I go to my, to my locker in the locker room and it says, oh, what's the code? And oh, oh I have to, to check for the code. Oh, it's in that newspaper. It's, you know, I was thinking, oh, God, this is really a Sierra game. Yeah. And... <laughs> You're going to need that part of info that you got three hours ago in the back of a napkin. Oh, you didn't know it. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> so, but so, so yeah, I, I spent the whole game, which is about, I think, 
three or four hours if you go through the the walkthrough uh, and uh, spend the whole game thinking, yeah, this could be fun, but it's not really fun in a way. So no. I don't know what was your impression about this, but did you have a good time? I I don't know if I had a, like it, it. So playing through it, it was kind of one of those things that, and, and this happens occasionally on this podcast where it's like, okay, I got to finish this game. So it was, it. so I did pull out the walkthrough and, you know, instead of trying to plod my way through stuff and, and find that newspaper to get my, my code, which is 269, by the way, um, <laughs> you have to open that locker a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's one of those things that if I had really wanted to put the time to it, it might have been a little more fun trying to figure out some of the stuff. But at the same time, like the solutions to things were not always clear. Like when you go to the jail, for example, you have to drop mm -hmm. someone off. If you forget to put your gun in the locker and you go and uncuff the guy, you, you die and you have to start over. And there's, um, I don't think there's any prompts early on to tell you like, Hey, you forgot your gun. It's you, you, you brought your gun with you kind of thing. Um, and, you know, the the driving is... Um, I don't think I've ever actually played a detective game where the driving was really good. Like, even in something like L.A. Noir, which, you know, is kind of a hyper-advanced version of this, a lot of the driving between stuff eventually got really tedious because it's like oh great so there's this big city you can drive around in that's cool but all the stuff i want to do is far apart and i actually noticed midway through this game at least in the middle parts they try and have you driving the shortest distances possible like everything's in that kind of bottom quadrant because you're going from the police station to the jail to the park and it's all like yeah. just down there and and i think that was a conscious decision or a realization that like mm, some of this stuff is really dull let's try and minimize it yeah but uh, well let's talk about the, the driving mechanics in, in police quest because at first i found it interesting is that okay you you can control your speed you have to um and it was really based on uh, it's, it's about a, 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 trace, a trace a parallel uh, between this and Wing Commander because you're really in a time where uh, mechanics are limited, yeah. processing power is limited, so you have to make do with what you have. So you cannot have a 3D representation of your car on the road driving down the street. You have a flashing blip a flashing point yeah so you, you're 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 inside your car so you have a dashboard that is mostly useless yeah. except for your <laughs> except for your switch and then you've just got a couple buttons that show which direction you're going that's got one screen with a map and then another which is just a top-down view of your car showing it moving on a very generic road yeah and and so I was thinking, oh, that's interesting. Maybe we'll have to chase down suspects and we have to go uh, some specific places to uh, to look for clues. And But not really. So it's really... Uh, I think it, it, it's a representation of the game as a whole is it's filled with useless stuff. And I'd say that the, because there's a... a think three or four times you just have to drive around the city and just wait for something to happen. And then, oh, uh, officer 
uh, for surveillance, you have to to go there and just move the plot forward. And it's and sometimes you have to arrest people because they are speeding, and there's it's really not useful for the plot. I mean, the first time I missed the person, and then I I turned the wrong way <laughs> on the street, and the, the, the I think it's. Oh, yeah. it, um, a problem with many Sierra uh, early Sierra games is like, oh, you have to got to be pixel perfect. You have to cl- when you want to change lanes, when you have to when you want to turn, you have to click on these arrows, uh, which will indicate the way you, you you're gonna turn. And if you're not really really on the the good pixel of the arrow, it just you have a message saying, I don't know what you'll need what. This will yeah. do, or something this, like that. This, that won't do anything, or yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And then you're just gonna keep going through, and you're gonna start to swear because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to just move around. And when you have to fight the system, which is ironic because you're playing a cop, but <laughs> when you yes. have to, when you have to fight the system a in a game, a real straight zero cop too. This is Sunny Bonds is not a maverick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's a by the book guy. He's, he's really following the procedure. Well, the man, basic, re, really the manual in the more more uh, more way than one. Yes. Um. So yeah, you you want to move around. You want to have uh, move the plot forward, and then you just have to sometimes wait. Uh, you have to when you go to the 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 jail. You have to like you said, putting these. Uh, procedure codes which don't do anything. I mean, I don't. I, like I said, I follow the walkthrough, but yeah. I, I don't know if you miss one. Is it game over? Or? No, you just I, I, to get full points because I think it was two hundred and fifteen or something. Oh, you yeah. need to charge them with all of the crimes. Oh yeah, but it's the one of those things that, like, as long as you 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 know charge them with one at like speeding or whatever. Um, You'll you'll still get the person in jail, and it's fine. It's just when you um, when you don't charge them with everything, they're actually you know they could be um, you don't get full points, which is interesting. I think like you know in a sort of social way now, like looking at like oh yeah, if you're a cop, you got to charge everyone with everything that's possible is uh <laughs> and and in this it's good it gets you more points, and I think that's interesting because you know. Like one of the things police do often is just charge people with too much because they can. And anyway, that's yeah, that's well, a much different discussion. But it's <laughs> interesting that like the by the book good guy or whatever is like, yeah. yeah, you didn't just blow a stop sign. You were speeding. You were speeding in a safe zone and like on and on and on. Yeah. Of course, he and also did have cocaine in his trunk. So I don't know. <laughs> cocaine that mysteriously appeared in the trunk yeah. when the. <laughs> the police officer opened it. But yeah, like you said, it's a completely other discussion. Um, but it's really interesting. It was really interesting to to know that it was developed by a next cop. Yes. So uh, the, a, a guy called Jim Walls. And I think he got in a shootout. He was hurt or something like that. And then he decided to, to basically retire. And then he met uh, Ken and Roberta Williams from Sierra and decided to uh, eventually develop the first three police quests. Uh, so it's a, in a way it's really, I think it's, it's, 
in large part his own experience and his own way of seeing police work that has been put into the game. Yeah. But I, I will maybe argue that maybe it would have been more interesting if you, I don't, don't, don't want to say streamlined this thing because it's, like I said, it would have been interesting to look around for clues, to talk to people, to get the, 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 the f- see how people feel in the streets and and so yeah. on. And yeah, there wasn't but, a lot of actual detective work, was there? Yeah. Yeah. You basically, you don't really look for hide, hidden stuff. It's more, you talk to people and the game carries you along with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about the uh, the writing. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, I think we have a, a few notes about that because it's really a game of the eighties, oh, uh, and it's really a game written by a guy being a cop in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, he's I, I'm guessing Jim Walls is white. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh, a safe assumption. Yeah, and he comes from a place where it wasn't crime ridden it was most maybe the suburbs i, I don't want to presume but it, it feels because you go around and there's a, a few times where you have to interact with people uh, suspects criminals and so on and it, the way that this is written um oh and i have the, some line if you yeah, yeah I'll, but I'll I'll you, if you want to talk about the uh, the bar scene oh okay i i had a different one um okay. but we can I think I know which bar scene you're talking about. Um, mine, well, the very first you, one. Yes, mine was when you pull over the um, speeding woman in the convertible. Ah, Jesus, yeah. And I'm just gonna read. Just this, these are just so there's there's dialogue bits, but there's also like little sort of internal monologue, like narrator bit. And I'm just gonna read two of these narrow narrator bits, and just to give listeners some background, like what you've done is you've just you've seen a speeding red convertible with a um, woman driving it, and this is what the game presents you as internal narration. With a flush of anticipation and an impending sense that your shyness is going to ruin a potentially mind-altering encounter, you pull over the speeding woman. Your knees turn to water as the gorgeous young woman locks eyes with you. Her sweet, full lips curve into a smile that could turn ice water to steam. She lowers her eyelids and whispers, Good day, officer. Have I done something wrong? (laughs) Anyways, this goes badly for her because you end up giving her a ticket if you want um, to get your full points. And then she just screams at you. calls you a little Nazi, uh, the word yeah. pig and oink and pork get thrown around a bit. It's, um, it's hilarious, but it's also just so, so dated. <laughs> uh, maybe I can talk about the bar scene then. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you have to go to a bar because it, first of all, you go to a, a restaurant or a corner restaurant or something like that. Like a, a coffee shop, diner. Yeah, exactly. And there's this woman who's, who I think she means well, but she, she, like maybe once again, she comes from a certain uh, way of life. And anyway, so she says, oh, there's bikes in front of the, uh, there's motorbikes in front of the shop and it scares customers. And yeah. I, I was thinking, okay, this is just, bikes yeah and I've saved some of this narration too but yeah yeah and and then she she asked us to 
go talk to the owners of said bikes, which are in the bar down the alley. Of course, the bar is down the alley. Oh yeah, um, because it's it's, it's a, a bar. gutsy alley Ooh. too. It's got yeah, it's got graffiti and uh, grime. Just yeah. grime. And then you go to said bar, and there's a couple kissing outside. This is and the narration they... I have. <laughs> what, do you want to read it? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> go on. Two unsavory types are sucking face by the wino willies entrance. If it weren't for the fact that they seem to be wearing matching rags, you'd think the young lady had been hired for the occasion. Like... Uh, like, what do you even say about this? Like, it's it's like that hard-boiled, like, cop talk sort yeah. of, you know, cheap paperback novel kind of stuff. But yeah. Oh, man. It, and, and then you get into the bar, and, of course, there's bikers there. So they are the owners of, of the bikes in front of the, the coffee shop. And you ask them to move the bikes. And, of course, it ends up with you getting your sti- – your, 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 nightstick out and just wailing into the <laughs> the knee of the guy who of course was oh he was violent so he deserved it and I, I was thinking holy crap i mean today this guy would have been fired 10 times already yeah. and I, well i don't know in the perfect world maybe <laughs> or at least there will be someone with a phone out and just filming the thing and putting it up on youtube yeah. uh, but i was like oh my god and then he talks to the prostitute. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah, which is which is interesting because I believe in later episodes, like because these two are old flames of some kind. Yeah. It seems like they went to high school or something together. Yeah, they went to high school together. Yeah, anyway, and she, she, I think he, she he, becomes his wife. Oh wow! And is maybe murdered in the third one. I can't. I I, I don't know that I ever played through the later ones, but yeah, yeah. But there's a. They try to build a relationship between these two. The, the girl is called Marie, and like we said, she's a she's a prostitute, and that's that's okay. But the the term he, is sex worker, Hugo. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then yeah, it's, he, he likes her, but he can't really like her because she's a sex worker and he's a cop. And then he he says, "Oh, we're gonna do a bust." of sex workers in a day or two you have to to get out you have to to be away when we do this and i was thinking of course it will bust none of the clients but of the sex workers but once again 1987 um exactly they try to develop this relationship across the game and it ends up with you uh trying to infiltrate a drug ring with which is uh owned by the, the death angel and you end up in an hotel waiting to go to a poker game. And we'll talk about the poker, like I said, uh, but yeah, Marie's there. We have a room and then she says, Oh, I want you take me now or something like yeah. that. Like and, very like goes from like, okay, now just like do me baby. Yeah. And uh, I, I say it like that because earlier she's like, uh, come over on, come on over here, you sexy thing. Don't be shy. You know I can't resist you. I saved a lot of this dialogue. It was really funny. I but, mean, she, she's doing a bit, but in the bar and the of the hotel, but yeah. she's over, really overdoing it. And then we we discover that she really wants the guy. And I was thinking, oh god, it's a, an adventure game from yeah. 1987. Am I am I about to watch a 
pixelated sex scene. Ooh, thankfully uh, not. <laughs> you you call her a cab like a gentleman, and she goes yeah, oh. like a, But to call the cab, you have to put the exact number of the cab company, yeah. and that's one of the another thing that pissed me off. It's why do you need to have filler there? You have to, like I said, there's yeah, the driving because you actually have to call four one one to figure out what the cab is. Yes, yeah. like, I mean it's it's interesting, but at the same time, it's like. Is that you're right? Is this necessary? And like, aren't cab numbers usually just write, written on the hotel phone? Yeah, exactly. And then you could have just have the option that you pick up the phone, and then who who do you want to call? And oh, there's a button for the cab company. And there's another button for your lieutenant at the uh, at the police station, your boss. And because basically these are the two people you have to call from that phone in the game. And of course not. You have to take out the manual. You have to have written down the number that they gave you um, before in the game. And it was like, no, no, I'm not, like I said, I had a walkthrough, but no, I'm not taking, I'm not writing down things. It's not missed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, and that's the detective work in this game, I think. And that's kind of one of its big failings. It's like the, the big detecting you have to do is like, what is my Lieutenant's phone number and, <laughs> um, yeah. in the very last scene? to to win you have to look at you have to look at a, a hotel phone to see what room number it is and that's how you essentially win which is kind of hilarious yeah and it's not i mean thank god they didn't have anything about something like qte or have to put the rabbit on the cheese and uh, build an airplane out of it like in other sierra games but it's all this hype about, oh, you're infiltrating a drug ring. And, oh, okay, it's uh, this drug lord which is who is really powerful, who gets people murdered. And basically, all you have to do is play a poker game twice yeah. and win. And said poker game is based on random numbers. And, well, they try to. but And then, so, in the VGA version, the one that we played... You have a button to skip the poker game and to Which win. Which I did by accident. <laughs> well, the second poker game. I, I won the first one, but yeah. Yeah, but it's still... I mean, uh, like you said, there's basically no police work there. It's like, oh, okay, you have to... Well, no detective work is... Oh, what's my lieutenant, lieutenant numbers at the station? But yeah. it's not, oh, do we... Did this suspect tell the truth when it, when I asked him about the murder or something like that? It's yeah, really... it's it's did I did I put away my gun before I put him in handcuffs? Like it's very like just yeah. doing very basic stuff in order, but no actual detecting. Like you find a guy a, a dead body, and to figure out all you have to do is just like open the sheet, and it's like oh he's got a tattoo. It's the guy I was looking for, and that's yeah. your work because you went on the computer earlier and it told them you had a tattoo. Anyways, it's just it's a little light on the police like detecting and really heavy on like procedure yeah but i i have to say it gave me the the desire to maybe play the second or the, or the third one just to I see if actually things get this, better i i had the same thought of like you know what i should maybe just play the second one without the walkthrough see how it goes yeah because the idea is the basic idea is interesting because it's we don't have that many games about detective work. You talked about Alien War, and all I've seen of that game is our memes. 
and yeah, they they tried to uh, ask you to to see if you trusted someone with their facial expression, and sometimes there were bugs, and so they looked like clowns, and you have to determine if they were telling the truth or not, and but yeah, so we have this, and maybe we have a few other games where you have to base your assumptions on clues, but it's really slow burning games. Yeah. And here you, they try to mix action with police work and it works a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Well, I think one of the interesting things of this game is I don't think you ever actually fire your gun. No, no, exactly. No, you arrest people where you don't fire a gun. And that's a, at least, I mean, you have this crude dialogue, but there's no, there's no gratuitous violence. So that's, that's a good no. point. No, all the violence that happens happens before you get there, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so, would you recommend Police Quest One? Um, maybe. I I think I think there's something there. It may be a little slow. Um, I I think you should probably read the manual before doing it if you want to give. Like, you definitely need to read the manual before doing it if you're going to play it you know, sort of without a, the safety net of a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of thing you really got to want to play, though. Like, it's an adventure game. It can be, you know, uh, finicky and occasionally tedious, and the driving's a bit eh. I, but, uh, you know, there's something there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's interesting when you compare it to like I said, the other Sierra series where you can doom yourself from the start if you don't catch the, the, the rapid that goes through the screen at 100 miles an hour, for example. Or uh, So here, you, there's no dead ends. I mean, you can screw up and decided to act uh, without thinking about it. And then you'll die or you do a mistake and you the game will end, but it's not like, oh, like I said, three hours ago, I didn't know that thing, and now I'm, I, I cannot progress. Uh, so in, in that sense, it's it's interesting. You, you, you seem to have a little bit more freedom, a little bit more area to, areas to explore, but in the on the other way, it's mostly scripted. So I... I don't know. It's, I mean, how much did it cost to get the um, the Police Quest collection? About ten bucks. I got them on $11. sale, and it was maybe four dollars. I think it's one to wait. Yeah. Before it's on sale, because you get yeah, you sure. get you get four of them. It's not a lot of money, but it, there there's, you know, I think on sale it's a game worth getting. I probably wouldn't pay full price though. No, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a sign of a bygone era maybe don't yeah. get many games like that today and we could go without the 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 point system for example or the the tediousness of putting in some number codes to for the when you arrest people but otherwise it's i i see where they try to go and i find it interesting to try to to create all this uh, this universe which is based on reality Almost exclusively. I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no wizards, there's no space battles, there's no superpowers. It's okay. It's you. Speed limits and stop signs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 
Uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I had a good time, but I, I had an okay time, and that's yeah. I, you, I, it didn't it didn't upset me in the ways that uh, Phantasmagoria did. I think. <laughs> well, sure, you we're about to talk about Phantasmagoria. Yeah, well, it's, we we almost made an episode, but we won't. Um, <laughs> but I, I think just the the format. Of the sort of 2D, you know, pixelated adventure game works yeah. a lot better, and sort of the drawbacks of it are sort of easier to accept because of you know it 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 basically it's a system designed to do what it's doing, and it it works okay. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think this would have worked as well if it wasn't 3D. Even today, uh, like I said, I haven't played Alien War, but I feel like when you get this view, this 2D view, it's like, okay, you can really take in the room yeah. instead of having to to move your head around and to see, oh, am I missing something? It's like, okay, you're there, you see everything in the room, and then you, have, you can act on it. Yes. Yeah. So once again, Robert, as usual, uh, thank you very much for being here with me today. I think we were having quite the journey now with, on episode seven, yeah. uh, trying a few types of games, different types of games. Uh, we haven't moved yet into, I think, strategy territory. I think we, no, maybe... we haven't. I think we, we've got one or two ideas, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, there's a lot of, lot of more, a uh, lot more types of game we can try in the coming weeks. Uh, and at uh, we talked about why did we decide to to go with SVGA before uh, in, in this episode, and I think it's. Um, I was watching a video this week about uh, basically a big PC box collector, and basically this this video was an occasion for this guy to flex his collection. But he was it was going through the history of. Uh, packaging for PC games, which is not really something we usually think about. Uh, but yeah, he said he said the expression "the golden age of PC gaming" <laughs> and during the nineties. And um, I think this is really this is really why I wanted to go back yeah. to older games because we could do new games and talk about how the new Call of Duty cannot fit on a 250 gigabytes hard drive on a PC, which is completely stupid. Uh, but It is. I, it gets so many hours of my day just gone into this thing. But, that- <laughs> but I mean, uh, like you said, uh, on the PlayStation, you can choose what you want, what you want to play. True. So you don't have to, to have the campaign and the multiplayer and Warzone. You can just have Warzone, basically. Um but yeah, so uh, this is why it's interesting. There's a lot of new technologies involved in the 90s. I think I, we've exchanged uh, messages this week because I've got this, uh, this old racing wheel from Microsoft on, at the auction. And uh, like I told you, it works. Yeah. So I, I'm here playing, uh, I think it was Burnout Paradise, which is in itself an older game. And using a 90s racing wheel with force feedback, and it still works. It's clunky, it's huge, it's gray, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's it's gray and it. green. It's got that, that Microsoft Sidewinder green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's, like I told you, there's this ad for the MSN Gaming Zone, which is really dated. <laughs> but, but yeah, so this is why 
this I, I feel there's an excitement to discover or rediscover some older games and to see that you don't really need uh, eight gigabits eight gigabytes sorry of video memory to to enjoy a game uh I mean, of course, there's good games today. There's excellent games today. But if we don't want to sink hundreds of dollars into video cards and uh, joysticks and modern modern technology, we can just go uh, online and buy, like you said, four police games for four dollars. And maybe they're not perfect, of course. I'm pretty sure they're not perfect. Uh, but yeah, there's this way of this feeling of digging into doing some kind of digital archaeology, maybe. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of lets you see sort of with with the perspective of where things went, like how games evolved into what they are. Because I, I actually did a count on this one. 40 people made this game. And that oh. a lot of those were artists because there's backgrounds and foregrounds and objects and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's, you can, that seems actually like a lot of people for what we've been doing, especially for the era, but it's, it's interesting to look back and, and see sort of the roots of yeah. a lot of things and see what we kind of just have tossed aside or like adventure games are sort of a niche now. Like they're small indie games. They're not, you know, they're not PlayStation launch games or whatever. Yeah, and we won't talk about full motion video. I promise. <laughs> no, although I mean, we could have, because in the original collection, um, in the CD one, the it gave you the fifth game, which is SWAT, mm -hmm. which is a full motion video, but again, very like focused on procedure and yeah. yeah. So. Thank you again for being here with me today. Uh, and thank you to everyone who is listening right now, of course. Um, if you want to catch up on previous episodes, you can go on pieuvre.ca. You can also go on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes and Spotify and basically every other podcast platform. We also have a newsletter every Saturday morning. Uh, it's in French for now, but if you want to practice your French or if you want to, uh, maybe we'll eventually have an English one if you have more <laughs> In content in English and we're getting there I think I hope uh, but yeah that's it for now so thank you again and we'll see you well talk to you next time I guess not really see you anyway thank you again and <laughs> we'll talk to you soon bye 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 bye